Welcome to another edition of Tops. It's Friday afternoon. I'm here um, with Mark Hardy. I'm Bill Davis, and we're going to get going on what we think should be a really cool topic today, um, and that's controversy and um, some other synonyms or, or, or things that are parallel to that are, you know, news, um, tabloid, um, <laughs> you know, just stuff that that gets people's attention that people are interested in and how you can tie those things into your own marketing messages or your own publications. So um, I'm going to let Mark start off because he has a lot of really good stuff to talk about. Um, would it be controversial? I got nothing. <laughs> I was waiting for that. So I'm uh, gonna okay, well, it's Friday. You know, we get we get to be a little a little bit loose on Friday. You know, I have my Movember hangover that uh, you know, and I'm like, hey, you know, it's Friday. What can I say? Uh, so uh, controversy. Uh, it is a double edged sword. On one edge, you have a lot more exposure, a lot more engagement. Uh, you don't have to let necessarily make news. You're really kind of uh, riding on a wave of news, hypocritical, or it comes across as being superficial. Um, so you really, I mean, I guess it's kind of like you're, you know, you're taking a medication. There are side effects. There are directions. <laughs> and you need to be uh, weary of both. And, you know, I can get into, you know, some specific examples, but I just wanted to kind of set that frame as we kind of dig deeper into controversy. Cool. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I, I can't point to any specific examples of where it all went wrong because I repress those memories, <laughs> but I'm sure I've done my share of, Oh, that didn't work or, Oh my God, what did I just do? Well, um, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I have, I have an amazing story about controversy, um, that actually, uh, succeeded in both edges of the sword. So I can either share that with you now, or I can save that as reward for people watching this, you know, to its entirety, Bill, I will let you decide. Let's save it for a little bit later. Um, but I, I want to get into some of the topics that you brought up, you know, during the pre-show that nobody else got to see. Um, but, you, you know, you, you've done a lot of public relations work. You've done, um, I, I, you know, there's a, there's a term out there that, that uh, not, maybe not a lot of people are aware of, um, but it's called newsjacking. And, and maybe you can touch on that as well. And then um, maybe you could uh, touch on some, maybe you have some examples to share. That, that worked and that at the end we can talk about the ones that kind of either didn't work or worked both edges of the sword, so to speak. Okay. Um, all right. Well, I will save the, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, the big case study for um, the end. Um, but yeah, uh, so news shacking is you're basically, you know, it comes obviously, a, you know, derivative of the word hijacking you're taking a news story and you're hijacking it. You're hijacking it for a positive end. In fact, I actually wrote uh, a special report on news jacking and I, I did a lot of research. And so, you know, I can, um, these aren't necessarily my examples, but they're examples that I kind of curated. So for example, 
Uh, this is going back a few years. Um, there were these miners that were, you know, stuck, you know, and there was this furious rescue to rescue the miners. And, you know, the good news is that they were rescued. Now, um, a savvy company called Oakley, who just happens to make sunglasses, said, wouldn't it be a nice gift as these guys who've been, you know, underground for like, you know, 20 days, if they have our top of the line sunglass for when they, you know, they come out. And so that's what Oakley did. They donated sunglasses. And, you know, what did it cost them? A few thousand dollars. They literally got millions of dollars worth of publicity. Um, now, if somebody else tried to do that, but it wasn't sincere, you know, it's like, you know, uh, um, uh, but it was a natural fit. And so you remember, like, when I went back to the beginning, is it, you know, uh, uh, do, you know, can you connect the dots? Did it make sense? Conversely, there was another, and I forget the name of the manufacturer, but it's in my guide. I read the guide like seven years ago. There was a flood, and it was this um, designer shoe company, and they made some kind of flippant joke about, well, if you had these kind of boots, you'd be better off, you know, in the flood. So, you know, it came across as some kind of transparent sales pitch, and they got slammed, and and, and rightly so because. You know, somebody, you know, is on social media probably thought, hey, this would be funny. Didn't think it through. So not only did they not get any business, but they probably hurt themselves in terms of getting business because they, you know, that that news jack was not a good fit. So those are two, you know, right off the top, right off the top that I can think of. Um, I have a couple more from my personal um, uh, interaction, but I don't know if you have any comments before we get into those. Um, no, I, I think it's really interesting. The the people who can do you know newsjacking well are are I find them you know pretty interesting and talented, um, and and I'm always looking for a good way to do that. Um, I I I'm probably more subtle. Um, I use topical current events in my marketing messages, but I really try not to be too controversial. Um, but maybe I should try. <laughs> it sounds like a challenge. Well, I mean, what we're doing here, at least in part, is kind of giving you a recipe. If you are going to do it, you know, here's some things to keep in mind. Um, so, um, so yeah, I mean, you want me to share a couple more examples? Uh, yeah, I love these. Okay. So um, this is actually twofold. Uh, I was working with a client. Uh, he's an attorney. And uh, he was working with uh, uh, one of his clients, actually a good friend, guy, I think, who stood up at his wedding. And he had a chain of, um, you know, it was basically like convenience stores, like 7-Elevens, but it was his own brand um, and it was local to uh, Missouri. And there were some, you know, without getting too deep into the weeds, there were some kind of political things that, you know, some legislation, some taxes and some things that were going to hurt his industry. So um, we decided, you know, they, you know, they hired my company and it's like, we just want to bring this stuff to light because there's some hypocrisy here. There's some hypocrisy going on in, um, in state government. So the first thing was you got to come up with a name for the website. And uh, and so 
I listed, I came up with probably, I don't know, a hundred domain names. And I threw a couple in that were literally, you know, I, jokes. I mean, I did it to just kind of amuse myself. When I do these projects, I like to kind of think outside the box. And they picked one of those. Yeah. It was statesonthetake.com. You know, right. sounds pretty controversial, you know, that yeah. <laughs> kind of saying, hey, there's good say and 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 uh, and this attorney who is very savvy was able to get his hands on some some uh, documents that were shared with attorneys general from around the the U.S. and we created this um, uh, this site where people could only view these documents, these controversial documents, if um, you know we approved them. And at looking at the metrics, just so happened thirty eight out of the fifty states attorneys general actually logged in because <laughs> wow but but um and then you know what we did is we did press releases that would kind of put more of the pressure on so how does this fit into controversy well it fits into controversy because we could have taken you know uh a very positive approach and we could say this is you know this is wrong you know these small businesses are being you know unfairly taxed and stuff and and we decided to kind of go for the juggler and but you know states on the take it's there's a little bit of whimsy in that um uh it's not completely hardcore you know uh uh scorched earth kind of kind of marketing uh, but it worked and i will tell you one other thing which is an unintended benefit so this attorney was writing blog posts and uh, and doing press releases, the press releases got the attention of a think tank. This think tank specialized in state government issues. And they're like, why is his press releases, he's just a solo attorney, why are his press releases ranking more higher than our press releases? Well, he hired me, that was one reason. But the, the, the end of the story is there was a direct financial outcome because this, this um, think tank hired him for $3,000 a month to write blog posts. And yeah. he had that for three years. So he he made literally six figures on the side in addition to what his client was already, already paying him. And I gotta say, you know, if it wasn't controversy, I don't know if all those stars would have aligned. So there you go. That's very cool. That's very cool. <laughs> um, and I like how you threw in, you know, some phony, goofy, domain names and they picked one. Um, that's awesome. They do. Clients can surprise you sometimes. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember the specific example, but I think some, I want to say some company in England um, reached out to, you know, their, their fans or customers or whatever and asked them to name a boat or something. And these people came up with like, Floaty McFloaty, you know, right? Yeah, I, I remember stuff like that, and it, it was just hilarious. That's kind of stuff I would do, but I wouldn't like. I don't know if I'd be ballsy enough to do that with with an actual client, <laughs> <laughs> but I would do that, you know, like to my friends or family or Facebook or whatever. That would be hilarious. Um, so. When when you're when you're talking about the the you know the term or the practice of of newsjacking, um, can you can you kind of walk us through what your process is? Do you do you like 
scan the daily news and say, that's interesting. How am I going to tie this into something? Or, I mean, how does that work? Um, yeah, and I, I'm actually glad you asked that. And I think, um, you know, part of it is, you know, obviously being timely. And you're not going to be timely, you know, being in your little cocoon or your cave. Um, so you do have to kind of search. I mean, you know, Google Trends, Google Insights, um, you know, if you, if you, you know, have set, uh, set up certain readers, uh, you know, so you get like articles mm-hmm. on a daily basis. That's a good foundation. And then sometimes I just scan. I scan for stuff that, you know, I find particularly interesting or maybe, you know, um, I think is really kind of hasn't reached like the tipping point in terms of exposure. It's still on the way up. And I'm figuring, hey, maybe I can get in there and it hasn't peaked already and I can kind of ride that wave. And, you know, it's not an exact science. Um, and, uh, and, you know, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Um, but it's, you know, it's worth, worth uh, uh, being mindful of because, like I said, when you do get that opportunity – and, I'll, you know, I'll still share the, you know, the, you know, the big case study, um, you know, before we close today, it really, really makes a difference. And, it, and the ROI on it, you can't really compare it to anything else. Wow. Yeah. So, um, I, I, you know, you mentioned a few resources. Um, another one that I like to use for just topical, you know, news, not necessarily controversy, but just tying news in with you know, everyday news in with with, yeah. with whatever you're doing um, is Google News. I find it to be really interesting. And and I, I look at Google News a couple times a day, um, usually once in the morning and once in the afternoon. It doesn't change much. I mean, they are updating stuff, but the news of the day seems to be like the news of the day. Nothing. It seems like nothing pops at, you know, noon. Um, but um, it, it's a good it's a good resource for me to um, find out kind of what's going on in the world because I don't watch a lot of TV and I don't get a newspaper. Like what's that? Um, <laughs> um, um, well, uh, just a, just a couple, uh, just a quick comment. There's two stages of news and you've seen this if you've watched cable news. Um, although the, the two stages are kind of compressing. The first is it's news and literally they're just reporting it. The second stage is they've had some time and now they're analyzing it. And sometimes that happens at the same time. But, you know, sometimes the news doesn't come out all at once. It comes out in bits and pieces. And as a result, you know, they you know, there are some people that actually, you know, in the media hold off on the full analysis because they don't feel like they've got the whole story. And if they jump in and say, well, we think blank and account and it turns out this other news comes out. And it makes them, you know, take an opposite position, then they'll look like idiots. So, uh, but just kind of be mindful of there is the news, you know, and when we say news, it could be a current event. um, You know, it could be, you know, any number of things. It doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, the most obvious obvious examples, you know, politics, you know, entertainment. Um, It could be, it could be anything. It could be, you know, you know, a business coming out with a new technology could be something with sports. Um, it could be, you know, uh, uh, you know, the like a like a heartwarming feel-good story, you know, about you know human kindness. You know, there was that that story. Um, I'm not saying anybody newsjacked it, but it, it did go viral. It was that story of um, a woman who ran out of gas 
and the the homeless guy who only had twenty dollars to his name gave her the twenty dollars for gas. Did you hear about this, Bill? Bill. Okay, so so she gets gas. Her husband, you know, comes pick up. They they're like, and you know, so grateful to this guy. They they set up a GoFundMe page. Um, this was like a week ago. It was about three hundred fifty thousand for um, donations to this homeless guy. And it's it could be I don't know if they they pulled it. I mean, I think they pulled it down a couple times because the homeless guy was like, hey. I, I don't want to send the wrong idea that I'm just trying to cash in on this. Yeah. And, but it was one of those things that um, uh, was just such a, a, a dramatic example of the right side of humanity. People reaching out and saying, hey, you know, this is what happens when you pay it forward. So, yeah, I mean, you could have you could have, you know, newsjacked about something like that, for example. Very cool. No, I hadn't heard that story. That's 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 pretty cool. Um, I think we should all just set up GoFundMe campaigns and make up a story and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, cool. Well, um, I, I think you should. I think it's time to uh, share with us, uh, you know, the big story. Okay. All right. Well, you know, do know that there's a lot more to talk about with controversy. There's a lot more to talk about with newsjacking. So we really gave you kind of just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Uh, but we want to get you excited. We wanted to get you excited about what's possible and how, you know, a lot of times, you know, the dots get connected, the stars get aligned, and you have this amazing success. So uh, uh, this goes back a few years. This goes back to when I was working for an ad agency. And uh, we were doing some pro bono work. You know, pro bono means we don't charge the, you know, and typically you, you do pro bono work for nonprofits. In this case, it was the Cincinnati Opera. Cincinnati is in Ohio. Cincinnati is a kind of a conservative community. Um, uh, they once had a very uh, livid uh, art exhibit um, with you know, uh, certain provocative photos and the police arrested the director of the art museum. So <laughs> Cincinnati always has had kind of a conservative nature. So. Uh, Cincinnati Opera, Bill, um, have you ever been to an opera? Do you know kind of like the, you know, the main opera? Okay, so I mean, there's, for example, there's the, the old standbys, La Boheme. There's Don Giovanni. So um, this one was a kind of a, you know, by, you know, uh, more recent kind of, uh, by traditional standards, of a more recent opera. And it was based on a, an evangelist, a lustful evangelist. So at the time, you know, I'm looking around and, and I'm just doing a radio commercial, okay? I'm not doing anything else. I'm not doing a press release. I'm not doing uh, an ad. I'm just doing a radio commercial. So I'm looking around and he's still out there. I mean, this is going back a few years. Jimmy Swagger, um, you know, one of these evangelists was caught with a prostitute. Yeah, and um, uh, I, I, remember, and, I remember the prostitute more than I remember him. <laughs> so, so um, uh, you know, I uh, made the judgment call, and it was approved by you know at that time I was just you know just a writer. Uh, it was approved by my uh, superiors that I was going to take a clip from uh, Jimmy Swaggart's confession you know he confessed on ear and it was just a one sentence thing 
and it was um, and and so uh, that began the radio commercial. So it was something along the lines, you know, forgive me, God, for I have sinned, and, you know, and whatever. And then the voiceover comes in and and says, uh, lustful evangelists have been getting a lot of news lately. Well, if you want to see a really lustful evangelist and, you know, I go kind of go into this whole you know, uh, and it was there were some funny bits. It's like it's probably the only opera ever written that takes place in Tennessee. <laughs> just, <laughs> just goofy stuff. So, typically, when you do a pro bono radio spot, um, these run when everybody is sleeping. You know, because they're it's free time. So you're typically, you know, it's gonna probably run at two in the two in the morning. You know, maybe some people hear it that are insomnia insomniacs, but that's basically it. Well. The local newspaper got wind of this and wrote a story about it. And then the story, because this was a, at the, at the time, the newspaper was owned by Scripps Howard, who had a lot of newspapers. They put it out on the wire and it ends up showing up at all these other newspapers. And this, this was specifically about your radio spot. Yeah, a local radio spot for the Cincinnati Opera. So now it's it's appearing on local, you know, in newspapers around the country. Yep. So um, Swagger gets a hold of it, and he's furious. <laughs> His attorney calls up, and and you know, we were saying like, okay, we used his voice. We didn't identify and say this was him. We didn't show his photo or anything like that. So my, while that's going on, the news jack is continuing to snowball. So entertainment tonight does a does a special on. But wait, there's more. The Washington Post writes an editorial. Can you copyright a confession? You know, so they're looking at the legal ang angle of you know all this. So <clears throat> meanwhile, I'm thinking, I'm looking through the filter of Cincinnati, very conservative. You know, typically the board of directors for the opera is going to be local people. They're they're going to be, you know, um, beside themselves. And our client's probably going to get fired. So I find out that they the board was expecting to get a, you know, a total loss on this opera. They were they were they had projected to lose money. Well, I guess what? Controversy sells. <laughs> the opera is sold out. The opera director is like, yeah, there were some rough spots, but hey, we delivered, didn't we? <laughs> so yeah, that's the, awesome. the, the net net is, you know, the I think, you know what? I don't even know if the spot actually ran. I mean, I, maybe it did, but it didn't need to because it had generated all this other publicity. Now, did I take a risk? Certainly. Um, uh, but I didn't do haphazardly, you know, and I'm not an attorney, but I did feel somewhat comfortable that, you know, that Swagger was kind of in the public domain and there was, you know, maybe some nuances to that. But it fit. I mean, he was a lustful evangelist. The opera is about a lustful evangelist. So there was kind of so there was a fit. It wasn't like, hey, I was pulling something out of left field and right. tried to make a new jack. So. You know, I still have all the, the like the news clippings, all the you know exposure. You know, if you if you search online, you could probably find things in the archives. Just search Cincinnati Opera, Jimmy Swagger. Last time I looked, about two or three months ago, I found like four articles. <laughs> That's very cool. That's a great story. I love that. And one of these days, 
uh, when we get our uh, Facebook community up and running, I will post the actual commercial for our members. Those are you know, one of the little goodies you can expect. So you can actually hear how it all turned out. I like it. I, I you know, it's weird that you, you, you know, you, you kind of use that story because I don't remember all the details because it was a long time ago. It was. Um, but I do remember that story and I remember it being a big deal like, like, oh my God, did you just see what happened? And um, contrast that t with today where that's all that happens. It's yeah. almost like it's almost like no news is the best. You know, it's no news is good news. Um, it it's like there's a race to the I don't know if it's the top or the bottom, but um, you know, in ter in terms of <laughs> controversy and, and scandalous type news, it's God, it's all out there. Um, so I think I think there's going to be uh, a lot of luck and talent involved in in newsjacking today's stories versus back then when there was there was less of it but when it was a story it was a real story it stood out now it's like you know how do, how do you how do you how do you know which one's going to rise to the top right i mean cuz anyway that's that's another that's a whole other topic um but i i i i i liked this this uh this topic and i i i think we should um look at it again um from maybe a a different angle and 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 do another show on it. So thank you very much. Well, I, I love those. Yeah, examples. I mean, I'll, I'll close with uh, you know with this is you know controversy sells, and um, you know I'll uh, I'll do a political thing. I will say uh, Trump has been really good for the economy um, in one respect because I have not seen so many books written about a president within the first. Uh, year of office. I mean, you know, he has literally awakened a whole sector. <laughs> it's true. It's true. The, yeah, it's true. And and that that what one last thing about you know it, it's kind of like politics, but to me it's just it's demand and you know demand and supply. But um, Obama was great for the gun industry. Mm -hmm. um, I used to sell at a sporting goods store. It wasn't like the only thing I sold, but it was, you know, part of it was firearms and, and ammunition. And I remember whenever like there was like some kind of like scare in the news or whatever, people would come in and buy that stuff more, more than they would at any other time. And, and when, when half the country thought, well, maybe it's not half the country, but a, a sizable portion of the country thought, Oh my God! Obama's coming to get our guns. We better go buy them before they're gone. There were lines out the door after some of those shootings. It's crazy how how and, and it's like completely opposite of what you'd think. It's like you'd think Obama would be bad for guns. No, he's actually good for guns. Trump Trump good for books. He doesn't even read, but he's great for books. So good for authors. Way to go! It's it's a bumper crop this year. And I think it it's the same next year. <laughs> anyway, on that note, I think I should go. <laughs> um, everybody have a good weekend, and we'll see you next Friday with another edition of Tops. So Bye, everybody. Go to Titans of, titansofpublishing.com, see what we got, sign up for our group. It's free. We share a lot of good stuff there. So um, 
talk to you next time. See you later, Mark. Bye. Bye.